Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tech and Soul podcast. I am Tamika Key. And I am Lindy Johnson. And today we are talking about all things AI and voice and among other things. And I, um, so Lynn, before this, we'll, we'll drop a link to, we'll drop a link to these two audio files in, um, in the description of this podcast. Cause I do think you're probably going to want to listen to, um, you're probably going to want to listen to it once we've talked about this. Um, Lynn just sent me two audio files that um, made me laugh, but also shake my head a little bit and also feel uh, really concerned for the fate of the world, among other things. Um, they were two cut two AI-generated mashups um, of Michael Jackson, the now obviously deceased pop star, mega pop star, um, unfortunately child predator too but <laughs> get the requisites out of the way um you know rapping uh to to some new to some new hip-hop as well as some old school hip-hop and I'm kind of it's interesting it definitely still sounded like it didn't sound like him it sounded vaguely familiar right it sounded like if like if I turned it up, it didn't sound good, right? But if I was in another, if I was in the other room, it sounded like Michael Jackson, right? Or it's, it's very evocative of Michael. And I think probably what, you know, whatever tools that they used, one looked like it was TikTok, the other was just a YouTube video, whatever tools they used were obviously trained on his voice, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've seen some DJs or producers, music producers, I shouldn't say DJs, music producers on YouTube who are using AI tools to create music in general, to even create beats, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. so I actually tried to create one for the opening of this podcast. Okay. Um, and I'm still working on it because uh -huh. I'm trying to find the right tool. But yes, producers are using AI tools to craft beats. And so they're also producing these mashups. They're training them on these artists' voices, which, you know, bring me to this agreement, maybe agreement with Google and Universal Music yeah. to license voices, artists' voices. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking right now, too. Yeah, I think we're both I, looking at it. Um, <laughs> it's that, you know, an article, it was in the Financial Times as well as in Mashable, but this was in August, um, that this is that. a little bit after, um, after, you know, the deep fake with Drake and the Weekend song, people thought it was real. And so then some artists came out against it and they're like, oh, no, um, in and, you know, they're working on a partnership to license artists' voices for AI-generated music. So it's basically like giving the artists the opportunity to opt in, to have their voice trained. Because unlike Michael Jackson, who is dead, who could decide, who who has no option of deciding or whether his estate can decide. But I think a lot of his is it the public domain. But, um, you know, his estate can decide whether his, whether training models on his voice on his songs sort of whether they need to get credit for that it's it's such an interesting that's so layered and nuanced and i would actually love to talk to a lawyer because how so in the case of michael jackson for example there's his there's his estate that basically owns the rights to his image and likeness mm -hmm. 
positive mm-hmm. voice. Um, how many of his songs are like in the public domain now, if any of them are? How many of song have how many of his songs have been used? So like if you go to any of the the casinos in Vegas um that have like there's I'm trying to think, I think it's the I think it's like um the Luxor that has the Michael Jackson one exhibition. And when you walk right, past, right. there's all these videos of him and there's music. There's not the full songs, but there's snippets of songs that play. So if I walked through there with my phone recording, is that public domain? And is that, does that grant me the ability to have that, to have that voice? Right. And so, I'm, so I think there's this yeah. some legal stuff for sure. But beyond the article, Tamika, there is mm-hmm. also, also launched in August, um, YouTube announces AI music principles and launches YouTube Music AI Incubator with artists, songwriters, and producers from Universal Group. So they did launch an incubator. Interesting. Um, And they they have all these principles. Yeah. Yeah, talk, why don't you talk through them? All right, so the first principle is AI is here and we will embrace it responsibly together (laughs) with our music partners, right? I'm not gonna go into what that means, but it just talks about what generative AI can do. Principle number two, AI is ushering in a new age of creative expression, but it must include appropriate protections and unlock opportunities for music partners who decide to participate, who decide to participate, right? But I am sure that crafty uh, business people at record labels will make this a part of a contract um, for musicians coming in, right? I mean, moving forward. Yeah, and then principle number three, We've built an industry-leading trust, industry-leading trust and safety organization and content policies. We will scale those to meet the challenges of AI. Um, yeah, so they talk, they talk, they they cover both the challenges and the opportunities. I don't see any music people being quoted, any artists. Oh, Yo Gotti. The incubator will kick off with a genre spanning cohort of creators from UMG that include Anita. I don't know who that is. Oh, Anita. She's a Brazilian. She's like a Brazilian. She's like the equivalent of like Brazilian Beyonce or Taylor Swift or no, maybe not Uh, Beyonce or Taylor Swift, but she's like the Brazilian Shakira or something. (laughs) All right. Bayorn Ulvaez. Ulvaez. Okay. I never know how to pronounce this artist's name, but it's something like David, but instead of an A, it's a four. Um, Don was, Juan is one name, Louis Bell, Max Richter. Okay, here's what's interesting. This is where it gets interesting. Rodney Jerkins. Old school producer. Yes, big time producer. Roseanne Cash. Who's that? Big time country music, isn't it? Big time, right? Interesting. Oh, like Johnny Cash? Oh, Ryan Tedder, I think that also, I don't know. I think he's EDM. Yeah. Yo Gotti, who is hip hop. And then the estate of Frank Sinatra. Wow. So there goes, amongst others. So so here's the thing. So I don't know if you remember, like when Tupac died, there were like all these uh, Mm -hmm. posthumous albums because mm-hmm. he was so prolific in the studio similar prince was too but prince they really some of the stuff not all of the stuff but tupac there was like an album coming out every year double mm-hmm. albums right mm-hmm. now imagine this what an estate can do um i mean that's so know. 
<laughs> the, fam the family doesn't have any money left. So what we're going to do is we're going to sign this AI contract so we can make more music from wow let's just leave that let's just leave that there that is literally the sum total of the tech and soul podcast like it's literally posthumously how can you you gotta have an ironclad contract that says okay hold on actually my actually family uh, 50 years after i'm dead because how long how long has frank's has old blue eyes been dead probably like 20 or 30 years maybe yeah, it's a long time. Like oh. 50 years after I'm dead, you guys cannot monetize any form of me anymore, right? Is that is that what it's going to have to be like? So I think that's, that is perfect fodder for us to dive into the, into kind of the typical questions, right? Or the typical, the typical sort of lenses, the, the dimensions, if you will, as an artist, as a creative, what, what does this, both the the news about the plan to license voices as well as this AI incubator. How does this make you feel as an artist slash creative? Whoa. It's like, whoa. And I'm just remembering, I don't know if you've seen the new, the latest season of Black Mirror. No. Like the first, you heard about the first episode, Joan no. is Awful? No. Black Mirror okay. is emotionally distressing. And so. <laughs> okay. So Joan is awful is emotionally distressing because Joan is awful is like Joan signs the terms and agreements or whatever to watch Netflix, something like Netflix. Right. And what Nef what the something like Netflix does is they decide to watch her all day, her life. And then in real time, there's a series happening like right behind her real life happening right oh. so right so right right and it was like Selma Hayek was playing her and she was playing the real person who it was like layer upon layer layer upon meta. layer layer yes it was meta but it has me thinking with like this AI thing like as a creative what what's scary even not just as a creative as a human being like what's scary is that will I have rights to anything anymore? Like there are going to be a lot of legal cases to come, right? And um, you mentioned public domain, right? That's after a hundred years, I think something like that, right? Like we can use music that's a hundred years old or something like that um, freely. I don't know. I think it's something like that. I, I think, I don't know how long it is, but I, I mean, you, yeah, that's, that's a really. So, so someone can take, well, people do this anyway. Someone can take an outtake of me on stage at a conference and remix it remix into, it into something. something else, right? Which then gets us into the other, another sort of tech rabbit hole, maybe not, maybe for the next episode of the deep fakes, right? Because it's not even if they just take your, so the challenge is it's not even if they just take your voice and make a song. It's do they take your voice, train an AI on that voice? Oh, she sound like you and then give it a script and then what if it, it, it again let's take this so that's the artist creative perspective i i instantly then go to sort of the black woman perspective let's say i'm just randomly having a custody battle or something like with my <laughs> with my spouse and i don't have children and i don't have a spouse so <laughs> but you know what i mean let's say i'm having a custody battle with my spouse and for whatever i mean this is this is a far but I, my spouse 
has this AI trained model of my voice that basically says, I'm going to, I'm going to kill my child. I'm going to harm my child. I'm going to do all of these things. And then is that a phone call that he can give to his lawyer that his lawyer can then use in court against me? Right. And so it's this, this, there's this dimension of, I think it's yes, as an artist, as a creator, but also as a human, as a black woman, as a, you know, I think of the, the, on the one hand, I think it's actually good that some artists are choosing to go with the process or choosing to license their voice because on some level, some of this is inevitable. And I do think people need to be able to support themselves. And maybe that's the separate, um, separate uh, dimension. Yeah, because we could go into how all these artists are selling their catalogs now. Right. So- so, but as a person and as, as a, you know, as a black woman, I'm like, oh my God, like what's to, to your point, what are the rights are we going to have? And I think it's, or rather you, the way you said it was, what won't we have the rights to? And I think maybe it's time it's been said, but it's time for us to think about starting to protect rights before the, the things happen a lot sooner. The only other, you know, kind of sidebar I would add to that is there's another Black Mirror episode probably two or three seasons before where Miley Cyrus was I don't know if you saw that one but she was like a pop star and then she wanted to break free from her family and their like child's image of herself and they were drugging her and then she finally became like this yeah they were drugging her because she was having headaches or whatever that was the one episode that season I did not watch you should watch it she didn't want to take her meds and then she wound up taking the meds anyway long story I'm not trying to ruin it but it's for the show she wakes up and she's like almost I don't know if she's either deceased or just sort of immobile but her consciousness is now sort of her consciousness is now being used to perform her consciousness is being used to write to write songs to do things and so I think there's there's definitely this notion of sort of what's the soul of the artist and and are are we creating the ghost in the machine Right. Yes. That brings us back to our first episode, if you remember. Oh, my God. Um, mm. Yeah. We said we would come back to this. Right. Um, wow. Like it's in the ether. Right. That's what it's going to be, because um, it's funny. Someone I know who's a tech entrepreneur has probably had like three businesses already. Um, uh, she on Twitter, I think it was yesterday or the day before, said something like, AI is going to be the a part of every business in the next five to 10 years. So basically AI everywhere, right? And it just takes me back to those days where it was like, oh, you're going to have a website, right? And then next it was like, okay, you're definitely to survive. You're either going to have a, a mobile site or a mobile app, mobile right? App. And, right? And then... Yeah, everybody was creating mobile apps, even people who didn't make sense for it, right? That's a separate um, conversation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, that's for another and, episode, the most used but, one. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, so then it comes to AI is going to be the glue. And even I was telling someone yesterday when I was at Programmatic IO, we were talking about self-service and why self-service hasn't come further along. Oh. And he was mentioning, as someone who works in DOOH, um, and he was mentioning how the customer service piece just isn't really fully there yet. And I was like, problem solved. Chatbots. No. Chatbots. No. Yes. No. They can- I, no. I strongly. You don't disagree. think so? 
I strongly, so I think this is a good segue into sort of the entrepreneurial piece of the conversation. There's something to be, here's what I would say. First line, yes. First. Yes, first first line. line. First line, of course. But there's, and I also think it depends on the industry and it depends on the thing. Cause let me not tell you about the process that I've been going through when I'm trying to, just trying to book a mammogram, just trying to book a mammogram with good health insurance. And the, the odd number of automated systems that I've had to go through and the times that I've had to literally talk to a person because the information that the machines have on both ends is not right. accurate. So right. yes, but I'm like, it can't replace, like this is this is the thing that that I think is, is that I hope we we continue to pay attention to. It can't replace the depth Human. of interaction. Human. Right, Maybe right. it can replace some of the superficialness, right? Like, yeah, that's why I say initial, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's something to be said. I mean, and also in terms of an ad platform, like self-serve is one thing, but I think that when it comes to, again, you have self-serve can work if it's not machines talking to machines, but if it's like, I'm trying to target this audience and what if the audience that I'm trying to target doesn't fit into the predefined the predefined, pre-customized segments that they've given. That's one. What if I want to pay in an alternate way? What if, like, I just feel like there's some things where if it's complex on this end and complex on that, and maybe having the bots in between makes it more worse, but mm-hmm. that's that's just a thing. I wanted to go back to, though, the, the so we talked about the rough, you know, the ramifications of this potentially. Um, and I think we've just kind of touched on for, you know, for us as, as artists and creatives and black women, I would love to kind of drill down into the entrepreneurial or even publisher advertising side, because there's money to be made, right? To your point, these artists that were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to try, I see this train coming. I'm going to get on it. Um, in that article. Um, so Grimes, you know, she's, she's a little weirdo. Um, <laughs> she's, she's an artist. Well, Elon. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. She's, um, she was, she did a deal where she, uh, maybe this will come up. She unveiled software to mimic her voice and offered 50, 50 royalties for commercial use. So she's like, you want to re- remix my voice into all kinds of things? <laughs> Guys, bet I'm, I'm take some it. of these coins. Well, or rather take some of these coins, but I'm, but it's my, my coins too. Right. And so I think that's, that's an interesting thing. And I wonder how much of this is forcing the record industry, record industry, the music industry. industry. That's how old I am record (laughs) records. Right. But how the, the music industry in particular has for whatever reason, seemed to lag behind the times in so many ways and also be very reticent and reluctant. I was going to mash the two of those words together to empower artists, to empower microtransactions. To, like there's the music industry seems like um, it's had a hard time adapting to sort of new ways of operating. And I wonder if generationally there's a difference in like these new artists, like a Grimes, like a Yogati, like a like the generation that has grown up with the internet and grown up with social media. If they're more like, I understand people are gonna remix my shit. I understand that 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 for me to be amplified, I gotta let them create, right? The creator economy, or what was the the not the creator economy, the original like um 
user-generated economy, right? Economy, this is right? the UGC, the generation of UGC, then why would they as artists not be like, of course, let everybody remix my, let everybody use my voice to remix. Let them get coins off of remixing my voice, but I'm also going to, they're going to remix my voice no matter what. So let me figure out a way to get paid to do that. Right. Let me put it out there. Right. You know? I think, I think that's where it's ultimately going to go for those who are educated in it, but still the machine still exists because I think about this as well. I, um, you know, probably about two, three years ago, I was working with some independent artists, um, uh, working for a music website that does like music education, right? I was working with some independent artists, um, going to their homes, they have their home studios and all of this, and they're making their own music and they want to sell it to people, but they still need to go to the through the machine to do it, right? Yes. They still need to distribute it through Spotify, through Apple Music, through, right? So what I'm thinking about, though, with, with what you were saying with the microtransactions, and this takes me back to something we had in an original conversation about the Brave browser, when do we get to the place where the artist, the publisher, the, can sell their own stuff directly without the middleman, without the machine in the middle? Is that possible? And should it be possible? Because then can you scale your business without, I mean, even an artist like Prince back in the days did his own music, but he still, you know, after he left Warner Brothers, he still had to go to the machine for distribution. You know what I mean? So, and to me, that's kind of like an advertising, right? You still need the DSP and SSP. <laughs> or do you, or do you? So, and that's exactly, well, no, you don't need a DSP or the SSP, you need an exchange and you need an ad server, right? So I think, I guess what I would say is, I mean, there was so much there, probably for next episode, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Because I love the way that you, that you, def that you delineated that. But I think there's, what I wanted to, to ask you though, is about, you, you said the machine, the music machine. And you, and then you immediately were like, oh, to go to Apple or go to Spotify or whatever. And I was like, wow, when I hear music machine, I don't think of those. I think of old school record labels. I think of the WMG and, and trying to go through the studio process. So that's, that's not what these kids are doing. But, but, right. but that's number one. Number two, though. So you're talking about literally the distribution machine, the distribution engines. And I, and I, would dare to say no you can't you can't scale your you cannot as an artist sell your own um you cannot i don't think as an artist you can be sort of financially successful in a meaningful way without some automation without mm. some sort of without platforms so to your point apple music Spotify, Bandcamp is the first thing that came to mind. Bandcamp That's is probably right. the, the cleanest sort of most good one. It's like, look, I don't even know. They probably don't even take that much. They're like, right. but like you can sell your merch, you can promote, you can put your tickets, you can. So is that the machine when you say the machine? And if so, then, then again, then, then no, they need to, but it's just like, it's just like the democratization of any type of commerce, right? And I, I do agree with you back to the publishing piece. If I'm a, if I make beautiful head wraps or I make jewelry and I want to sell it on Etsy or I, if I make beautiful jewelry and I want to sell it, 
I don't have to do the effort of going to Target. I don't have to, I don't have to do all of that. I can sell on Etsy. I can sell on Amazon. I can sell in all of these things. Venmo allows me to, to take payments. Right. So the machine is kind of all around us. And like, I, I right. think, I think, I think the, 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 I think the trick is going to be to leverage the machine as opposed to trying to not like, it's like make the machine work for you. For you. Right. 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 As opposed right. to you working for the machine or we all work for the machines and then the machines come and then da 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 right oh don't start that <laughs> red pill blue pill um you know i think i think what's interesting though is so there's oh god which company right? um oh, dang it um so at the arf we're working on a study and i i think gosh i forgot which music platform i want to it's either sxm which is Pandora too, right? And then the other mm -hmm. is iHeart. It's like SXM Pandora or iHeart or somebody. But remember how Pandora had the the music genome project, which was sort of the, mm -hmm. the breakdowns of all the songs. There's a there is a new study to be that's going to come out to be. Um, and hopefully I'm not saying anything I'm not supposed to say, guys, you get the tea here always. But like there's uh, ARF is working on a study with a music partner on sort of the sound, like the sonic identity of a brand and like how that can be, how, like when you hear like that, boom, 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 what is that? That's yeah. like in hell inside. Or when you hear the stupid right. Microsoft sound or you hear the right, because there are these sounds that resonate. Law and order, that sound. Oh my, right? Gong, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so like, what does, what do those, what do those sonic profiles evoke? What are they, but like, do you craft them and then license them? And right. And that's the thing that I'm like, it's, it's interesting with sound Ooh. because sound is so connected to feeling and voice and times in our lives. It's really interesting. So it, uh, it, it, oh my God. Right. No, I'm, yeah, no, because I just started thinking about you talk about sound profiles. Michael Jackson is most known for, <laughs> right? Right. So, you know, go ahead. Where does, no, and, and back to where we started. Yes. Right. If back everyone can access that through AI and cheaply, Whereas to license his actual voice would probably be much more expensive, expensive right? Right. But to be able to license it cheaply because it was AI generated and then everyone, the masses be able to access that to use it in future music. And to use it. That's and imagine having like Michael Jackson call your mom or my mom, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Like, it's just, there's right. just so many dimensions to this, but I think- yeah, I that we've hit our time frame, and I think this is the best way to end this because we'll be leaving ourselves with food for thought. Hopefully, leaving you guys with food for thought too. Um, make sure you shoot us an email. Um, we'll put the link to what our email address is at the in the um, in the description because we don't actually have an email address right now <laughs> for the for the podcast, not just yet <laughs> for the podcast. Uh, but Lynn, I will talk to you soon, and we'll see, we'll see you guys next time. All right, take care.